Kruger National Park podcasts will be featuring interesting people, facts, and stories about conservation. Join us as we explore this Garden of Eden. Ken, um, you're just about to go into retirement after more than three decades in the park. How does it feel? Well, yeah, it's always a sad day. I, I think in, any, in anybody's uh, uh, situation, having spent over 30 years in, in a particular place where you've given everything and your, your li- most of your life to, it, yes, it can be a sad day, but I've always been a believer on uh, there's a time to come and there's a time to go. And uh, as long as you realize when your time to go is, and, and you, you can do it um, happily and comfortably, then uh, that's where I am now. I, I, it's a time to go, I'm ready, and um, I'm hoping that uh, there'll be new exciting projects and, uh, that I would like to get involved in. Let's uh, go back to, you have a nickname for the Kruger National Park. You call it the Beast. The Beast. <laughs> Funny enough, I've always maintained that because uh, it's although it's it's really a beautiful place, and I I wouldn't have changed my life here for anything. But it is a beast. It's not your friend, and uh, there are times when when you get to realise that uh, it isn't your friend. But it still remains the place to be, uh, and has been for both myself and my family, my wife and my two kids that were were brought up here, and. Um, you know, they, funny enough, they cannot wait to get back. They are working in their own respective fields outside the park, but they, every opportunity they get to come back. My wife, Lynn, has also really enjoyed every moment. So as a family, we were very fortunate, very privileged to have had this opportunity, and we thank the good Lord every day for it. Ken, that. how did the opportunity come about to work in this iconic park? Oh, that goes back a long, long way. In, in my very early teens, I remember pestering the game ranges of uh, the old Natal Parks Board in KZN where I lived, the Nick Steels and the Gary Players, for any opportunity to go and work with them on holidays, uh, school holidays. I used to pester them and eventually they, they, they got so irritated, you know, they afforded me the the opportunity and and so it, it's always been uh, an interest of mine but not only an interest and in, in, in urging you know to get into conservation conservation management and in, get into the ranger call and um, so yes I've, I've been very very fortunate over the years there, I've had basically three interests in, in, in my life from a youngster and that is you know to be a gamer secondly to be a pilot and thirdly I enjoy investigations and, and wildlife crime aspects of investigation and fortunately the organization has afforded me the opportunity to do all three and so yeah you know it's been a privilege and an honor to serve the organization Uh, it's been really good to me and uh, I've enjoyed every moment of it and had the opportunities but going back to the beast story there, there have been times you know when really it is a beat beast it's not your friend and uh, unfortunately you you have to take that with the good you know and uh, what really comes to mind are the uh, the 2000 floods where you know we lost everything in our household and uh, kind of had to start from scratch humbling experience you know where you realize just how insignificant you are 
but you also appreciate other people going through those situations now. I have a far better appreciation for it, seeing people flooded. And then, of course, the rhino, the rhino poaching has, has, has been something that it's very difficult to describe how it impacts both yourself, your family, but, but your colleague. You know, it is impacting everybody at every level in its own, in its own way. So yes, uh, you know, if I could do things over again, uh, you know, the rhino poaching is, is, is an issue which uh, it, it isn't, it, it hasn't been easy, it will never be easy, um, but I think uh, with the kind of commitment and dedication that we have amongst the colleagues, field rangers in particular, section rangers, and I have every confidence that we, we will overcome it. You know, we owe it to our children and we owe it to the public of South Africa to be able to do that, never to, 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 to succumb to that. And it's, it's going to be difficult, but um, nevertheless, uh, I, I know we will prevail. No. Let's talk first about uh, the people that uh, you've worked with in the park. Uh, your family has been successful. You've expressed that uh, you've been fortunate to have this opportunity. But what about the colleagues uh, over the years that have been here? Because most of the people that you've worked with uh, have actually been here for quite some time. Yes, the colleagues. Well, the colleagues make or break you. Everything that uh, I've achieved and everything that I've been able to do is simply a result of the contribution that colleagues have made to my life and my career. Uh, without them, you would be nothing. So over the years, all the colleagues have made some contributions, some more than others. Um, I've, I look up to my colleagues, whether they starting yesterday or they've been in the organization for 20, 30 years. Uh, I look up, I respect everybody's uh, input. and. I must admit, I, I've never really had a serious altercation with any of my colleagues. And um, so yes, they played a big role in my, they've mapped my career in the organization, most definitely. From the CE all the way down to the general workers that I work with each, each day. In the Kruger, it's uh, very unique because you are colleagues uh, at the office, but you also are neighbors and uh, same community. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very difficult situation at, at times where you have the sort of small village, small town syndrome where people live on top of each other. You know, you, you cannot leave your house without seeing the same colleagues. But nevertheless, Kukuza, where we've spent fair amount of our time here is a very unique place offering many many opportunities to everyone uh, from particularly you know I've always enjoyed sports keeping fit so Skakuza is an ideal place you, you're right in one of the biggest parks in the world and yet you, you you're almost living in a small town and it has its advantages you know particularly from for the children from schooling point of view and uh, also the facilities that we have in terms of sports and so on are, are really important. So, yes, although it's a small town syndrome, I think over the years we've pretty much kept to ourselves, you know, and, and tried not to to get involved in the small town type politics that happens over the over time. But. Um, as I said, you know, Skukuza is a really unique situation and I wouldn't change it for anything. And we were just so fortunate 
to have both our children start school here and finish primary school here in Skakuza, and that was a great privilege. Let's talk about the other occupants of this park, uh, that is the wildlife. I'm sure you must have had quite a lot of encounters uh, with uh, the wildlife. Yes, you know, if you spend 34 years in a place, you know, there's some special moments, there's some really frightening moments uh, that, you, that you have. But, 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 but one thing is for sure is that, um, you know, we, we sit here in the, in the hangar here in Skakuza now and, and we know that literally, you know, two, three hundred meters, nothing changes. Out there in the felt, nothing changes. And it's always, uh, it's always uh, been a privilege uh, to be able to come to work, drive to work at roughly five kilometers from Skakuza to, to our office here at the hangar and often to see big game, elephants, buffalo, rhino, leopard. And I've always made a point in, in, in spending that time, you know, just stopping and, and, and taking the moment or, or the sunsets or the sunrises on the, on the Sabi River crossing the bridge has is, is always sort of captivated me and it's always just a moment of silence on the bridge as the sun comes up or goes down behind the bridge it's just you know you can't change that for anything so, so that that is that has really been important but out in the field yeah there's been some encounters where um, you know you've obviously realized that uh, the, the good Lord has been watching over you but but one, one, would, one would get the impression, you know, uh, one gets the impression or the perceptions are out there that there's a lion or an elephant behind each tree and so on. But, you know, if you, if you consider the number of operations going on at any one time in the park, at any time, and the number of interactions or, 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 or encounters of a, of a serious nature with, with particularly dangerous game, is very few and far between. So, you know, and, and otherwise we, you know, we wouldn't be able to operate. So the perception out there that it's it's extremely dangerous can be. You know, it can turn around and bite you. If if you if you want trouble, you can find it in ten minutes. Go and look for trouble out there. But if you're out there to enjoy and avoid, and you're doing your work as a lot of our field rangers and section rangers are, are doing every single day, they've learned to 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 manage their situation well and. They appreciate the situation they're in and they also appreciate the risk that you don't play around out there. It's a serious business. And if, 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 you, if, you, if you respect the animal, whether, particularly the big game, you give them the respect they deserve, you should have no problem. But yes, it's, I'm, I'm at my happiest when I'm walking or sitting out in the field. It doesn't happen that often these days. Just finally, Ken, um, poaching has been uh, quite uh, a big and daunting task for you, but, um, uh, and I've realized some of the colleagues also sometimes take it very personal, who are the guardians of this uh, uh, fauna. Yourself, personally, how do you feel about the campaign, the anti-poaching campaign, and uh, more especially when it comes to uh, colleagues that get involved and get caught in this cycle of crime? You know, firstly, you know, we must give credit, due credit and respect to the, to the field rangers, section rangers that are out there every day. I, I mean, it's a daunting task um, at, at 45 degrees in the Labombo Mountains 
you know, f tracking uh, poachers over a distance of 30 kilometers is never easy. So, you know, it's a, it is with great respect that, that um, I honor, uh, particularly the field rangers, uh, in this campaign. Uh, without their dedication and commitment, we would not be where we are. We would probably have closely lost all our rhino that we have, but for their dedication and commitment. And going out there relentless, day in, day out, to try and make a difference. Sad, with regards to internal corruption, unfortunately, it's evident everywhere. If you look at the, you know, the situation that we find ourselves now, um, it's, it's the corruption is will and does impact on our on our rhino campaign, and uh, it's something that uh, you know we, we see very seriously. We've made some inroads into that, and, and you know we certainly uh, have, have not turned away from following up and prosecuting any colleague that is found wanting in this particular regard. And we, we will r relentlessly root that out as best as we can. But yes, it is there, you know, we, we, we know that. And it makes a little bit difficult for, for us in so far as, you know, your colleagues that are involved kind of know what, how you go about your day-to-day -day business, your tactics and so on. So it makes it a, a lot more difficult to be able to get to grips with it. And, and they know the system and they know the situation. So yes, uh, it, it is something that, uh, you know, I, I don't know whether we're ever going to get it under total control. We must accept that, you know, you, the, the crime syndicates will continue target internal uh, the colleagues because it's simply easier to, to operate from within than from without so we we accept that and uh, it's never easy and uh, we will relentlessly continue um, making sure that we can we get to grips with it and we understand it better we're probably not understanding it as best as we can uh, at the moment but uh, we, we will get there we will prevail Ultimately, we have... What memories are you taking away from uh, the 34 years? Only good memories. I say that uh, with confidence because one tends to forget the, the bad memories. And, um, and it's, it's, it's something that I don't like to harp on. You know, you go through a bad experience, you bury it, you climb out of the hole and you, you continue. So I leave you with, with good memories. I leave you in knowing that the organization has been really good to me. And I believe, in my own way, I've been good to the organization over these many years. So I leave here comfortably and um, with no regrets. No regrets. Okay. Thank you very much, Ken. All the best. This podcast is brought to you by the Kruger National Park, the premium destination to live your wild.